Great. But before Paul comes to uh, speak to us this morning, we're going to open our Bibles. So I'm going to be reading from Isaiah 55. And uh, feel free to follow along in your own Bibles or um, with the verses that come along on the screen. We've heard the introduction already. Invitation to the thirsty. Come all you who are thirsty, come to the waters. And you who have no money, come buy and eat. Come buy wine and milk without money and without cost. Why spend money on what is not bread and your labor on what does not satisfy? Listen, listen to me and eat what is good and you will delight in the riches of fare. Give ear and come to me, listen that you may live. I will make an everlasting covenant with you, my faithful love promised to David. See, I have made him a witness to the peoples, a ruler and commander of the peoples. Surely you will summon nations you know not and nations you do not know will come running to you because of the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel. He has endowed you with splendor. Seek the Lord while he may be found. Call on him while he is near. Let the wicked forsake their ways and the unrighteous their thoughts. Let them turn to the Lord and he will have mercy on them and to our God for he will freely pardon. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. As the rain and snow come down from heaven and do not return to it without watering the earth and making it bud and flourish, so that it yields seed for the sower and bread for the eater. So is my word that goes out from your mouth. It will not return to me empty, but will accomplish what I desire and achieve for it the purpose for which I have sent it. You will go out in joy and be led forth in peace and the mountains and the hills will burst into song before you and all the trees of the field will clap their hands. Instead, the thorn bush will grow the juniper, juniper and instead of briars of myrtle will grow. This will be for the Lord's renown, for an everlasting sign that will endure forever. Amen. Paul, come, let me pray for you as we hear from you this morning. Lord Jesus, we thank you that your invitation is for us to come to you, that we may seek you and find you. We thank you for your word spoken in this place. And I pray now for Paul as he shares with us, Lord, would it challenge us? Would it grow us? Would it edify us? Holy Spirit, we invite you now to come and speak to us. Our hearts and minds are open. Jesus, we long for you. Speak through now. Paul, your servant, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thanks, Zoe. Um, I'm one of those really annoying people who walk their dog with earphones in. Uh, I'm really sorry to confess that. I, I live in the middle of nowhere, so it's not too bad. And I love nothing better than sticking in my headphones, uh, sticking on some worship music and going for it, or just any music, and having a little dance along the lanes when no one can see me apart from some sheep, uh, whilst holding the dog lead in my hand. 
The problem is when a car does actually come along some of the lanes near where I live and I'm completely oblivious, lost in wonder, love and praise or whatever I'm doing uh, and can't hear them at all. Uh, and until they try really hard to get my attention uh, and they uh, suddenly I'll realize there's someone right there and uh, sometimes it's they're literally honking their horn um, to get me to move out the way and I have that slightly awkward and embarrassed, oh, really sorry, really sorry, and get out the way and, and on they go. Uh, fortunately, we've now trained our dog um, so that when a car comes, he goes to the side of the road and leads me, which works great. And I stand on the side of the road uh, and then we're done. That's a very helpful thing. It's hard to get someone's attention when they're consumed with something else. I'm consumed in the music, and it takes a lot to get my attention. We're talking this morning about growing up in relationship with God and looking at this amazing chapter we've just had read to us. It's a chapter that's full of invitation for us to grow in our walk with God. And it comes after chapter 53, which is all about the suffering servant, all about Jesus, then after that, we get chapter 54, which is all about end times and particularly about the church. And then we get to this chapter 55, where I would like to suggest that God is just like that car honking their horn to get me to move out the way. God is trying to get our attention and invite us to come back to him. In my NIV version, the chapter begins and it says, come all you who are thirsty, but actually, a better translation of that first line in this chapter is actually, Ho! It's a call. It's a loud shout. It's basically God saying, listen up, trying to get our attention. And who, whose attention is God trying to grab? Well, it says everyone, all, come. He's trying to get everyone's attention. This is an announcement, an invitation for everyone, Jew and Gentile, Baptist and Anglican, male and female, young and old, every culture, every background. God is saying, listen up. All you who are thirsty, come to me. Come to the waters. And in Revelation, we get this amazing picture, don't we, of the river of God. And the river of God is, is, is like a, a description. Uh, and it, 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 the best way of describing it is God's life-giving presence. This river of God represents his life-giving presence. And so God's inviting us, come, come to me. Then it goes on, you who have no money... Come, buy, and eat. We all have access to God's living presence. Salvation is free for all of us. And growing in our relationship with God is free for all of us. Perhaps sometimes we feel like, because of the mistakes we've made, we're not worthy to, to keep coming back. But his invitation is, come all, if you're thirsty, come to the water. You can't earn it, but it requires a pursuit, a thirst for him. 
So I'm just going to ask you three questions this morning. And the first question is this. Are you thirsty? Are you thirsty? I don't know most of you in the room this morning. I don't know where you're at as you've arrived here today. But I sense that perhaps for some of us, in terms of our walk with God, our desire for him, our pursuit of his presence, our hunger for his word, our trust and daily obedience to him, that perhaps for some of us, we've got a bit complacent or it's drained away a bit. When I'm physically thirsty, uh, I, and you know that point where you really need a drink? Like not just, oh, I could have one if I, if you, oh, okay, I'll have one. Um, but when you're really thirsty and you, you get to a point where you're like, you, you just need to get a drink. Uh, and if you can't find a tap nearby, you're like, I'll, I'll buy one. Anyone, just give me a drink. We get to a point of almost desperateness around our thirst. Or maybe, uh, for you sometimes, this happened to me at Spree a couple of weekends ago, where I was so busy, I got to the end of the day and I realised, I haven't had a drink. And then I go and get a drink and I take the first sip and it's like suddenly the thirst is awoken and I'm like, give me all the drink because I'm, I've suddenly realised how thirsty I am. And perhaps that's a bit like us in terms of our spiritual thirst. Perhaps, actually, we're a bit dry and we're a bit thirsty. Maybe you've come here today and you're, you're, you're really thirsty for more of God. You're desperate for more of him. Or maybe, like me at Spree, life is so busy, you've totally not even realized that you've not come back to the water, to the river of life. Perhaps life has been a bit on autopilot, or you're desperately thirsty, but you just haven't realized. Isaiah goes on and says, why spend money on what is not bread and your labor on what doesn't satisfy? It's a challenge here. What are we spending our lives on? What are we filling our lives with? And Isaiah says, what, why would we spend on what doesn't satisfy? God's trying to get our attention. Listen. It's like me blindly walking along the road, unaware. God says, listen, come to me. Everyone, if you're thirsty, come and drink deep of me. Listen to me. It goes on through the chapter. Listen to me. Come to me. Listen that you may live. It's an invitation to come back. Are you thirsty today? Have you lost perhaps something of your zeal? Has some of your early passion for God and obedience to him and that daily adventure drained away a little bit? I wonder what needs to change. The beauty, of, though, of course, is that God invites us not to figure it all out and then come, but just to come back to him. And often we lose our zeal or our passion for him because of busyness. Or sometimes it's because of disobedience. Or sometimes it's just because we've got too comfortable. And sometimes it's because we've become a bit disillusioned 
or even angry with him about something. But the invitation, whatever the reason, the invitation is still the same, and it's still to all of us, which is come. Come back to the water. He is a God of love who's inviting you back fully to himself. Not half-hearted, pretending to follow. No, come right back fully with all your heart, with all your passion, your zeal, with all that you have. Come to me. Come to the water. So are you thirsty? Secondly, are you seeking? In verse 6, Isaiah says, Seek the Lord while he may be found. Call on him while he is near. Notice in that verse there that it says, while he may be found, which suggests that there will be a time when that may not be the case. In other words, don't put it off. Don't delay. Don't save it for another day. God is calling, trying to get our attention and saying, seek me. And of course, we have that promise, don't we, in James 4, 8, which says, if we draw near to God, he will, there's no doubt about it, he will draw near to us. It's an invitation to come to him, to receive from him and also to seek him. And think about that word seek. For me, that word seek is it's about going out of our way to try and find something. If you're going to seek something, you have to kind of lay some stuff down so you can go find the thing that you are looking for. And seeking God requires a choice from us to lay other things down and go searching for him. Seeking his presence, seeking to hear his voice, to be with him. I don't know if you ever played the game sardines when you were growing up, or even as an adult. Um, sardines is that game that's a bit like hide and seek, but you basically, when you find them, you, uh, you end up hiding with them, and everyone else has to come find you. Uh, it's a great game. But I wonder if actually part of seeking is a bit like that. So we, we go, we're laying things down. We're going to try and find God. We're seeking him out. And when we find him, we stay where he is. We stay with him. And then we actually invite others to come find him too. Are you seeking his presence, seeking to hear his voice, seeking to be with him? Isaiah goes on and says, let the wicked forsake their ways and unrighteous their thoughts. So there's an invitation here actually to repentance there's an invitation where God's saying, seek me. He's saying, come back to me and get right with me. To repent of those things, those ways that we've been going that need to stop. And instead, turning to him. It says, turn to the Lord and he will have mercy to our God who will freely pardon. I wonder, what does seeking God look like for you? What works for you? Where do you go to hear from God? Is it out in nature? Is it in an armchair in your living room? What works for you? What, what practices help you to connect with God, to really seek him with all your heart? 
who are good people to push you more into God, to encourage you to seek him more. So are you thirsty, but also are you seeking? And finally, my ways, my ways. The chapter continues, for my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. So this chapter is all about God trying to get our attention, inviting us to come to him, to recognize our thirst for him, to find our sustenance in him, and to seek him, to turn away from other things, to put him back in first place in our lives. And then he reminds his people that he is God. He sees the full picture when we just see our bit. He is so high above, outside of time, perfect in holiness. His thoughts are not our thoughts. He is so much greater. His ways are not our ways. In other words, stop trying to do it all yourself. Don't pretend you know what God thinks. Don't assume that you know the right path for your life, the right decisions you need to make. It's an invitation for us to shake off complacency, to shake off self-reliance and self-dependence. And the invitation is, come seek me and come rely on me, on my thoughts and my ways. Depend on me. Find my way and walk in it. Not do your way and invite me in, but come find my way and join in with me. So are you thirsty? Are you seeking? And are you willing to follow his way? How do we respond to all of that this morning? I wonder which of those three questions stood out to you. Are you thirsty? Maybe as you're sitting here this morning, you recognize that invitation for yourself, that you're thirsty and you need to come back to him, to the life-giving presence of God. We're going to have an invitation to do that in a minute. Perhaps it's the question, are you seeking? Is there a sense in which you need to repent of some stuff and to choose to seek him this week, whatever that looks like for you? Thirdly, my way. Have you, have I got complacent and started to live life our way? There's an invitation in this passage to die to ourselves, to our thoughts and our plans, and to seek him for his ways and his thoughts. So in a minute, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pray. The band are going to come up, hopefully now, if that's all right. The band are going to come up. We're going to worship God some more. I'm going to pray, and as, as we do that, uh, basically, the cue is, if you would like some prayer about any of those three things, um, then as we begin to sing, that's the cue, feel free to just get up and, and wander to the back. There'll be people who'd love to pray with you. They're not going to be doing anything magic. They're just simply going to be joining you as you seek God and spend time seeking him. Uh, but why don't we stand and let's pray together, shall we?
And let's just take a moment to, to pause. Holy Spirit, would you come? Do you highlight anything in our lives where we, where we need to come back fully to you? Jesus, we praise you that you, that you died and that you rose again to make a way for us to be fully in, to be brought back into a right relationship with the Father. Thank you that you've done it all. but also that we must give you our all as we choose to follow you. And so whether it's that thing about thirst and we recognize we're thirsty and we just need more of God or we haven't been seeking, we've got a bit complacent and we want to seek him again. Or whether it's just that we, we need to lay some stuff down and recognize we want God's way, not our way. Lord, would you give us boldness and bravery to respond to you? Thank you for your invitation. That is for all of us, for all people, that we might come to the life-giving presence of God. So as we begin to worship now, would you continue to speak and to draw us, Holy Spirit, to Jesus? And so as we sing, if you know that you need to get prayer today, just make your way to the back as we begin to sing and worship together. Amen.